You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shortstop is pretty loaded. Let's talk about it on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Monday, November 21st. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scotty Dub, Scott White. And let's take a look at Scott's early 2023 shortstop rankings. And we'll start with the top five, which includes Trey Turner, Fernando Tatis Jr., Bo Bichette, uh, Francisco Lindor, and Bobby Witt Jr., who has third base and shortstop eligibility. Scott, I think we have to focus on Fernando Tatis, who has not played a game since 2021. It's been a wild ride. Uh, injured his wrist last offseason in a motorcycle accident, PED suspension in August, uh, got his shoulder repaired in September, and then had another wrist procedure done in October. We'll miss <laughs> the first 20 games of next season. The biggest wild card in fantasy. He could be the number one player. He could miss time due to injury. We just don't know. Yeah, it kind of feels like a trial uh, that that the Ronald Acuna situation heading into 2022 was a trial run for this with Fernando Tatis because the the risks are even higher and I, I would say the rewards are even higher. When we last saw him, he was on, uh, he performed at a 50 homer, 30 steal pace. Numbers that would clearly make him the top player in fantasy. But there are a lot of variables here that could keep him from living up to that kind of potential. Uh, there is the the two injuries, of course, the fact he's coming back from two surgeries. Ronald Acuna, by comparison, was just coming back from one, the, the torn ACL surgery. Also, the PED thing. I I don't think, uh, I, I don't think the PED thing, like it performance-wise, it's a big concern for me, given how young Tatis is, how uh, athletic and and strong he is. Like I I don't, I don't see it as a major issue that. Okay, well, he's not going to be on PEDs now. So, what's he going to? How's he going to perform? I, I think some people will see it that way, but uh, the history of players coming back from PED suspensions doesn't really support it. So, I'm not so worried about that. But because he's serving a PED suspension, you're not going to be able to put him on your IL to start the year. Uh, after 20 games, the 20 game suspensions up. Will he be ready to go? Well, maybe not. Maybe he'll still be rehabbing from these injuries. So there's, there's a lot of questions here for Tatis. I would still be willing to invest in him based on what we know now in the middle of round two, obviously I'm ranking him second at the position here. Um, you know, there's a good chance what he does return. He'll pick up outfield eligibility, maybe even second base eligibility. So it'll, it'll be, you'll be able to play him at some weak positions possibly, but it's, you know, the people who took a chance on Ronald Acuna last year, obviously, they ended up regretted it, regretting it, even with him returning as early as he did because of that recovery from the knee injury. He wasn't quite the same, and that could be the case for Tatis, too. It's a big question. Yep, sure could. Six through ten in the rankings, we have Corey Seager, Dansby Swanson, Xander Bogarts, Tim Anderson, and Tommy Edmond. Scott, I want to focus on Corey Seager. His first season in Texas was productive. He hit 245, 33 homers, 91 runs, 83 RBI. The expected numbers, according to StatCast, say that Corey Seager actually should have been much better. And we know that there's a shift ban starting next season. I'm really excited to to draft some Corey Seager next season. How about you? 
Yeah, me too. I mean, he finally lived up to the the expectations we had for him power-wise. His 33 home runs were the most at the position, but he was uncharacteristically bad in batting average. And yet you do see that gap between the actual batting average and expected batting average. So you, you don't see gaps as big as 40 points very often. And I think you're right to bring up the shift ban. Not only is Corey Seager a left-handed hitter, he seems to be have been one of those most affected by infield shifting this past year hit only 242 against the shift and and that's obviously all ground balls so um you know you would you would expect the batting average on ground balls for a hitter of that caliber to be higher than that and, and in fact for the rest of Corey Seager's career it, it was he had always done well against the shift last year just for whatever reason he didn't uh and that dragged his whole batting average down but the shift is gone the underlying numbers still look great for Corey Seager. Will he finally put it all together with the high batting average and the big power? I think you know, we've been saying this for a few years now, but I still have faith in Corey Seager doing that eventually. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's 2023 that he does it. So uh, happy to draft him at, at uh, sixth of the position, which may be something like round six. Shortstop is a loaded position, as we pointed out already. But if you want to hear more about O'Neill Cruz and Carlos Correa and Wander Franco, then you can do so. On our full-length podcast, Fantasy Baseball Today, listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Wednesday morning. Bye-bye. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop, make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount+. Plus.